This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Good morning, crowning moment. Nathan Chen crushing the competition on his way to figure skating gold. The quad king finding redemption after a disappointing performance four years ago, dominating the field on his way to Olympic history. He will join us live to celebrate his big win. Simply the best, Chloe Kim blowing away the field in the half pipe, winning gold and becoming a back-to-back -back Olympic champion. The queen of snowboarding battling through nerves to deliver a run for the ages. Skating scandal medals for the team event delayed for four days and counting. Overnight, NBC Sports reporting Russia's 15-year-old star tested positive for a banned performance-enhancing substance. Just ahead, the investigation, the fallout, and why it could lead to a gold medal for Team USA. The unmasking of America with COVID cases on the decline from coast to coast, a growing number of states now dropping strict pandemic rules. And at this time, we say that is the right decision to lift this mandate. We will lift the indoor mask requirement for the state of Illinois. This morning, what the major turning point means for businesses and schools, and why the CDC cautions it could be too much too soon. Stunning development, Bob Saget's cause of death revealed the result of brain trauma. His family is saying the beloved star accidentally hit his head before going to sleep. What everyone needs to know about this type of injury. All that plus countdown to kickoff. Excitement for Super Bowl Sunday reaching a fever pitch. Tens of millions eager to watch the Bengals and the Rams battle it out and the star-studded halftime show. We've got your ticket for all the action today, Thursday, February 10th, 2022. From NBC News, this is a special edition of Today, the Winter Olympics with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Rockefeller Plaza. Mm -hmm. And welcome to today. We're so happy you're joining us. It's not just any Thursday. It's a great Thursday morning I out mean, here. It's a golden Thursday Hello. morning. The major <laughs> headline from Team USA. Yeah. Bright shining gold. Gold for figure skating star Nathan Chen and gold for Chloe Kim in the halfpipe. Two amazing performances that rocked those games overnight. And this morning we've got both of them right here live. I can't wait. We Meanwhile, a cloud of controversy hanging over figure skating's team event four days after it wrapped up. The medal ceremony has yet to be held. NBC Sports is now reporting the reason for that delay is a positive test for a banned substance. NBC Stephanie Goss joins us with more stuff. What's the latest? Hey, Savannah, good morning. The medal ceremony for the figure skating team championship has been delayed, and now there is a question of whether the favorite to win the women's individual event will be able to compete next week. At the center of it all, a country that is very familiar with doping scandals. Russia. In the figure skating team competition, Russian skater Kamila Valyeva became the first woman to ever land a quad at the Olympics. Then the 15-year-old landed another one. 
the performance secured a gold medal finish for the Russians. The U.S. won silver and bronze went to Japan, but none of those skaters have medals in their hands. The IOC saying the medal ceremony is being delayed because of what it described as a legal issue. But overnight, NBC Sports reporting Valjeva tested positive for the drug trimetazidine before the start of the Olympics. The drug can help by improving the efficiency of the, um, the heart in being able to deliver blood flow more effectively. Trimetazidine, which was banned in 2014, is prescribed for heart disease. But the drug could improve stamina in healthy young athletes, according to medical professionals. Valjeva is just a teenager. Seems extremely unlikely that someone so young would have been prescribed this medication for any indication related to heart disease. Today, the International Olympic Committee would not comment on the reports of doping, calling it, quote, complete speculation. We ask for and hope for the, the patience and understanding uh, of all the athletes in, in, involved uh, here, but it is a legal case. Russia was banned from the Olympics in 2016 after a report that the government funded doping for years. Russian athletes are allowed to compete, but not under their flag. The Russian Figure Skating Federation says Valjeva has not been suspended and is practicing normally, according to reports in the Russian media. Valjeva is considered the best in the world. These Olympics are supposed to be her chance to prove it. And this morning, Russia is responding to reports about this positive test, saying they will not join those, quote, screaming around and are guided by the IOC information, adding, we wish our athletes, quote again, only the gold. And of course, you'll remember, Vladimir Putin attended the opening ceremony, so this is really high stakes for Russia. Savannah? Well, Stephanie, what kind of punishment could the Russian team potentially face if this is proven? And does that mean the U.S. and the team event might actually move up to gold? Well, the way this works is that if an athlete breaks the rules during the Olympics, they could face disqualification. But NBC Sports says that this test took place before the Olympics, and that could affect the sanctions against either Valjeva or the Russians in general. So it, it, we really just have to wait for this IOC statement on all of this. Savannah? Well, like they say online, it's complicated. Stephanie, thank you very much. Let's turn now to the pandemic with COVID cases falling nationwide. A growing number of states are now rolling back mask mandates with New York just the latest on that list. NBC's Emily Akeda is here with that story. Hey, Emily, good morning. Good morning, guys. So last month, we saw nearly 400 infections per 100,000 people here in New York. Now that number has dipped dramatically below 35. And that's why the state's governor is giving businesses the green light to unmask. This morning, New York, once the epicenter of COVID-19, now joining a growing list of states moving to ease pandemic restrictions. It's the right decision to lift this mandate for indoor businesses and let counties, cities and businesses to make their own decisions on what they want to do. Starting today, businesses in New York will no longer have to require customers to wear masks indoors or provide proof of vaccination. New Yorkers torn on the timing. The mask mandate being rolled back. How do you feel about that? I feel that it might be a bit early. It's going to feel very good. I, I can breathe again. The governor citing a steep decline in new cases and hospitalizations. Nationwide, the seven-day average of infections plunging 44% from the previous week. Hospitalizations down 25%. But the CDC is still cautioning against rolling back restrictions too quickly. 
We continue to recommend masking in areas of high and substantial transmission. Um, that's much of the country right now in public indoor settings. As the agency considers updating its guidelines, a stream of states, both red and blue, are plowing ahead without them. Five governors in the Northeast this week announced plans to roll back mask mandates in the classroom. New York, notably not one of them. We've put the kids and their educators' safety and kids' education at the forefront of all of our decisions. It's time to give our kids a sense of normalcy. There's limited data on how effective masks are at preventing outbreaks in schools. But a recent study published by the CDC found people who consistently wore high quality masks inside dramatically lowered their odds of testing positive for the virus. And with less than a quarter of kids, 5 to 11, fully vaccinated, some parents worry that when masks are let down, cases will go up. I think we need more time and masks are clearly working, so might as well keep them on if it's not harming the kids. And meanwhile, parents are awaiting a decision from the FDA set to consider emergency use authorization of Pfizer's vaccine for kids under five next week. If approved, the CDC says shots could go into arms by President's Day. Hold on. All right, Emily Akeda for us here in New York. Emily, thank you. So much more to get to, including, oh, that other big sporting <laughs> event set to be watched by the world, the Super Bowl. In just three days, the Cincinnati Bengals will take on the Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams have a rare home field advantage with the big game being held at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles which is where we find NBC's senior national uh, correspondent Tom Yamas this morning. Tom, how are things looking out there? Hey, Savannah, good morning. Well, take a look for yourself. SoFi Stadium is ready for Super Bowl 56. When you pull up to this stadium, you realize how massive this place is and a perfect venue. It's brand new, and some are predicting this is going to be the biggest Super Bowl ever. You have one team playing on their home turf and another one no one saw coming. In just three days, the NFL goes Hollywood. More than 70,000 football fans will hit L.A. and pack SoFi Stadium to watch the Los Angeles Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals. This team has sacrificed a lot and gone through a lot to get to the point that we are. Um, we're excited to be able to do it in our home stadium. Both teams celebrated at rallies this week. It's always fun when you see the fans as invested in this team as you are. The big game comes amid another NFL controversy. The league facing a lawsuit from former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, alleging systemic racism and unfair hiring practices keeps minorities out of top jobs. We won't tolerate racism. If there are policies that we need to modify, we're going to do that. The criticism coming on the heels of some of the most eventful playoff games in recent memory. This Super Bowl, expected to bring in the biggest viewing audience ever, an estimated 117 million people could tune in. And if you want to catch the game in person, it's going to cost you. According to ticket resale company StubHub, the average cost to attend Super Bowl 56 is about $8,600, with the cheapest seats going for around four grand. The priciest ticket sold for almost 50,000 big ones. Los Angeles has been tasked with putting on the biggest spectator sporting event in the country during the COVID-19 pandemic. Masks will be required, and the mayor says they're ready after recent blowback for not wearing a mask in this photo during the playoffs. 
what advice would you give to football fans flying in from all over the country? I mean, wearing a mask during a football game is tough. You, you know this firsthand. Well, my first advice, if you're mayor, don't pull your mask down during a picture. You've got a lot of people who are still dying. We're headed in the right direction. So let's try to respect that. But it really relies on us doing the right thing. For those looking for a break from the action on the field, the halftime show will feature a who's who of West Coast hip hop royalty. It all makes for a Super Bowl destined to live up to its name. Looking forward to that halftime show. Security, always a big concern at the Super Bowl, so there will be extra officers. The good news, Mayor Garcetti tells me the NFL covers the cost of all that overtime, which is in the millions. So LA's ready, the stadium's brand new, two great teams, and it's all getting started out here. Savannah, back to you. Oh, Tom, you got a good spot there. We're going to have a lot more on the big game tomorrow. And of course, you can watch it Sunday right here on NBC. Never change the channel again. Oh, my Once God. Once in a lifetime, baby. Yes. Come on. Come on. Hell yeah, it's going to be hot out there, too. And in fact, a lot of us are going to be feeling a lot of warmth. Take a look from the West Coast all the way through the Plains. Rapid City, 62. Shreveport, 71. Richmond, 62. Boston, you're going to be near 50 degrees for tomorrow. The heat continues near 60 in D.C., 66 in Nashville. Dallas, 17 degrees above average at 77. And those temperatures, though, here in the Northeast will and the, up, uh, the upper Midwest start to drop. 32 Rochester on Saturday, Sunday at 17. Temperatures dropped for Raleigh as well. And look at this out west, Southern California, 15 million people under heat advisories. This is the first time since 2005 there's been a heat advisory posted in the entire United States during the winter. Now, uh, this is going to be hot for them. 95 is their record in February for Los Angeles. Today's forecast, 89. And in fact, they're in the middle of a heat wave with temperatures into the upper 80s, five straight days. And look at what happens over the next several days. Santa Ana winds kick in and the temperatures, record-breaking temperatures, Los Angeles, Bakersfield, San Francisco, that moves into tomorrow and right on into the weekend. A little bit later, we'll take a look at what that means for the Super Bowl. And that's your latest weather. My, my, our stage manager, Yosef, tells me that the, the pom-pom is removable. Why would pom -pom you? Why would off, you? On, no, on. on. No, oh, okay. leave it's it. It's not even a question. By the way, Al, get ready. Yes. We're about to peak on this show. It's going to be amazing. He was sensational. Another dazzling performance from Nathan Chen on his way to gold. Well, guess what? We are going to talk to the Olympic champion live. He is fresh off his medal ceremony. He'll be unfrozen when we speak to him. <laughs> there he is. Hey, celebrate with the other big champion oh, yes. tonight, Chloe Kim, after she proved once again why she is the greatest female snowboarder Chloe, in the world. Chloe, 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 Nathan, Chloe, Nathan. Hi everyone, I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming, game console, console, smart thermostat, set for cuddle time, doorbell camera, 
Whoa, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Coming up, the surprising cause of Bob Saget's death revealed stemming from an accidental head injury. What his family's now saying, what everybody needs to know and look out for with that type of injury. But first, this is Today on NBC. We're back, and now they're playing Nathan Chen's song, gold medal winner. There he is, Olympic champion. That gold medalist just hot off the presses. He just came from the medal ceremony, and he is going to join us in just a few minutes. Nathan, we're so proud of you. Yes! I can't wait to gush Nathan, over you. Nathan, we're busting. We yes. are busting. Okay, we're going to talk to you in just a little bit. But we're going to exhale and yes. just calm down. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And it's 7.30 Thursday morning. Let's get to a couple yeah. of headlines here. U.S. military officials say they still have hope for a diplomatic end to the crisis at the Russia Ukraine border. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said yesterday he believes Russian President Vladimir Putin has not made a final decision on whether or not to invade Ukraine. But the U.S. military is still preparing for the possibility of war there. In the meantime, key talks between Russia and Ukraine are set to take place in Berlin later today. A major vaccine protest in Canada could have a big impact here in the United States. More than a thousand truckers in the capital city of Ottawa are protesting vaccination requirements for cross-border drivers. Well, now the Department of Homeland Security officials are warning that the trucker convoy could also disrupt the Super Bowl in Los Angeles this weekend and then make its way to D.C. for the State of the Union address. Gas prices are surging to the highest levels in eight years, according to AAA. The average price for a gallon of gas in the U.S. is $3.47. That is eight cents higher than just last week. Experts blame ongoing tensions between Russia and Ukraine for the spike in crude oil prices. Okay, it's time. We're getting back to the action at the Winter Games and that golden performance from Nathan Chen overnight. In a near-perfect free skate, the 22-year-old fulfilled a dream deferred. He earned that gold medal that eluded him four years ago. And let's just be honest about this. He absolutely crushed the competition. He did. And he joins us now. Nathan Chen, gold medalist. Welcome. How are you feeling this morning? I feel amazing. Um, I just finished off the uh, medal ceremony, so I finally got this. And... Uh, yeah, just super happy. Okay, we keep asking people to do this just for one second. Can you pull down your mask just, and just give us a smile? Mask down, metal up. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. I mean, Nathan, we know this means so much to you, and you have so many people rooting for you. When you were standing there just a couple of minutes ago, and it was your gold medal moment, and you've been at this since you were a little boy in that little velvet suit on an ice skating rink, I mean, did it live up to what you dreamed? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I truly never thought I'd actually make it this far in skating and uh, to have the opportunity to be here at the Olympics and to be able to do what I did. Um, it's all thanks to the people that have supported me throughout my career. Nathan, what struck us watching this incredible performance, it was the perfect moment at the perfect time in your career. And more than anything, you were enjoying yourself. It was a joyful skate. Tell us what it was like for you on the ice. Well, I mean, starting with the competition, of course, every competition I'm quite nervous, but uh, fortunately this music really helps me get into the program and uh, I just have a lot of fun with this piece of music, so uh, that helped a lot. 
Well, you know, you wrote the sweetest post for your yeah. mom on Mother's oh. Day, and I'm sure that there's a certain bittersweet part of this because they're not right there to give you a hug. I'm sure they're just dying to hug you. We're dying to hug we you. Um, but, you know, she really was there for you. Can you mm -hmm. talk about this journey, mm -hmm. how she drove you to those skating rinks and those events? Sometimes you guys were sleeping in your car. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it belongs to her, too. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this, none of this would be at all remotely possible without her support. Um, as you said, you know, since day one, three years old, I stepped on the ice, and uh, she's been by my side ever since. Um, didn't always have uh, the funds to be able to f uh, support coaching, so she was basically my coach throughout that, that whole period of time mm -hmm. as, as I was growing up. And um, along when I decided to move to California to work with my current coach, Rafael Artunian, uh, she drove me back and forth in our trusty little Prius. So, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of miles spent together and a lot of time spent together, but uh, yeah, this is, you know, this is a result of her. Tell us about the moment that you were able to contact your family after you won and what that conversation was like <laughs> for you and them. Oh, it was amazing. Um, funny enough, it was actually when I was uh, waiting for, for doping, so sitting in that room, um, just had nothing else to do, so I gave them a call, and uh, that was the only free moment that I had after I got off the ice, and uh, it was really special to be able to see them. Well, Nathan, so much has been written and said about your journey. I'm telling you, those Pyeongchang tapes, I just threw them in that fire. We burned them. <laughs> They're, we just, they don't need to ever play again because you have to put the, shut the door on that. But at the same time, this journey you're on and what you learned about yourself and what you found out about yourself and your grit and your determination, how are you reflecting on that, the way that it unfolded for you? I mean, I certainly learned the most from my mistakes. Um, and I didn't want the fact that I was able to get a second chance at the Olympics. I, of course, didn't want to lose out on this opportunity. And, um, you know, I think I learned really well how to sort of fall back and rely on my team and find the right pieces to work with and, and just trust them, trust myself, trust the rest of the people uh, that have given me such great advice over the past four years and uh, that certainly helped here. I loved how you said in Pyeongchang you really were thinking about the medal. The medal was forefront and this time around it didn't get the front seat. You just did your thing. Mm -hmm. Certainly, yeah. My mindset here was just to enjoy every moment and so far I've been able to do that. Well, Nathan, before we let you go, just tell us about the gold medal, because you yeah. had it for like 15 minutes. Does yeah. it feel heavy? Yeah. Do you like it? How it you just it's, go? it's amazing, yeah. <laughs> it is very heavy. It's heavier than I was expecting. Um, but it's, yeah, it's beautiful. I'm so thrilled to have it. Oh, well, you have earned it a thousand times over. Nathan, we're really just so thrilled for you. I think you could probably tell. We're just yeah. really rooting we are. so happy. We got a crowd here. Y'all, do you all, can you all spin over there? Can you all give a big shout out to Nathan Chen? Y'all, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, will you go over this way? We got, you got a crowd here. I know you don't have a crowd with you there, but they're here and they're cheering you on. Thank you, thank you Nathan. <laughs> we'll see you when you come visit us, okay, on your way back. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, all. It's awesome. Really thank you, Nathan. It. And we're going to have a lot more on his golden performance in a bit. Tara Lipinski and Johnny mm. Weir, they couldn't barely sit in their seats. They were so excited for Nathan. <laughs> remember, okay, remember this too, guys. Sean White, he's going for gold tonight. You can watch his final Olympic ride live right here on NBC. All right. In the meantime, just ahead, we're going to shift gears mm -hmm. a bit. We're going to focus on the unexpected announcement of the cause of Bob Saget's death. It was revealed by his family. It turns out the star went to sleep after an accidental head injury, according to his family. We're going to talk to Dr. Torres about the many questions that people are asking this morning. But first, these messages. 
We're back. It is 741 with a stunning new development in the sudden death of beloved comedian Bob Saget. Yeah, the cause of his death was revealed overnight, and it's left everybody who loved him with more questions than answers. We're going to talk to Dr. John Torres in a moment, try to answer some of them. But first, NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer joins us with the latest. Joe, good morning. Hey there, good morning. After much speculation about what caused Bob Saget's death, now we finally do have some answers. Saget's family says they received the final conclusions from the investigation and felt it only proper that fans hear those conclusions directly from them. All of it is new tributes pour in, marking one month since his passing. One month after the sudden loss of America's TV dad, Bob Saget, his heartbroken family has confirmed the cause of death as head trauma. In a statement released overnight, they said authorities have concluded he accidentally hit the back of his head on something, thought nothing of it, and went to sleep, adding no drugs or alcohol were involved. Back in January, Saget was found dead inside an Orlando hotel room. The longtime comedian was in the middle of a tour and had just wrapped up a performance hours earlier. On Wednesday, friends and family took to social media to mark one month since Saget's death. His widow, Kelly Rizzo, shared a glimpse of her life with Bob in a lengthy Instagram post, writing in part, one month without this incredible man, Bob truly lived life to its fullest. We were in our happy place together whenever we were out at a restaurant, hotel lobby bar, or even our own kitchen. Experiencing simple pleasures in life like that brought him so much joy. I can't even put into words how much I will miss this. Rizzo also spoke with Hoda last month. So he always was just so kind and loving to everybody. And he was just... I'm sorry, he was just such a, he was just the best man I've ever known in my life. And he was just so kind and so wonderful. Former Full House co-star Candace Cameron Bure also shared her grief. I had such bad dreams last night. And everyone from Full House was in them. It was missing everyone and fear of losing everyone. And, um, and then woke up this morning and realized it was, it's been one month. Saget's family is also urging everyone to remember the love and laughter that Bob brought to this world and the lessons he taught us all. To be kind to everyone, to let the people you love know you love them, and to face difficult times with hugs and laughter. The Saget family also sharing they've been overwhelmed by the outpouring of love from fans, saying that has been a great comfort. Oda and Savannah. Mm -hmm. All right, Joe, thank you. Thanks. We want to turn to NBC's senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres. Dr. Torres, good morning. I mean, I, when they say head trauma, yeah. you just feel like that covers so many different mm -hmm. things. What do you take away from this? What do you read between the lines? And Savannah, you're right. This could cover so many different things. And head trauma can be anything from a simple bump to the head. You, you accidentally hit the cabinet with your head or something, all the way up to you're in a coma and you're in the intensive care unit. And this is kind of towards the other end of that spectrum, the far end, where it can be a very serious head trauma. It's not uncommon. happens in about 2% of head trauma cases and around 40,000 cases a year. But what happened here with Bob Saget is very typical of what happens with what we call an epidural hematoma, which is a high-pressure bleeding inside the brain. And typically, they can hit their head, like they mentioned, the back of his head was, he hit the back of his head, and then they have what's called a lucid period. Initially, they have a few symptoms, usually headache, maybe vision disturbances, maybe a bit of confusion. Then they have a lucid period that can be minutes or hours where they feel like they're normal, and then they start coming back with these heavy symptoms, and that's when they usually end up having issues like this, and unfortunately, cases like this can die from it, Savannah. Wow, sounds super scary. So if someone does get one of these head traumas, what are some telltale things you should look for to know whether this is something serious or just a bump on the head. 
And Hoda, when I talk to my head trauma patients, I say the one thing you want to do is you want to keep an eye on them and you want to make sure that if they start getting headaches that are persistent, won't go away, or keep increasing in intensity. If they have vision disturbances, if you notice their pupils are a little off, and that's one of the big signs that a lot of people look for, but on top of that, if they start having nausea, vomiting, especially if it's persistent, and that confusion, if it doesn't seem to be clearing up, you want to get checked out. They're probably going to need a CAT scan of their head to make sure there isn't any bleeding inside there because they can be subtle signs that build up over time and get to the point where they can't really be taken care of. Dr. Torres, I mean, how hard would you, could, could you hit your head and have it feel like not that big of a deal, like not that hard of a hit, and then still have this kind of outcome? No, with this kind of outcome, typically it is a hard hit. And it is somebody, if you think Natasha Richardson had the same thing years ago, she hit her head on the snow, on the ice, more than like had some headaches, had some issues like that, cleared up, and then ended up having this epidural hematoma. And so usually it's somebody, most cases, they end up having skull fractures or hits, or hits to their head that are equivalent of getting to that intensity. But oftentimes they have initial symptoms where they have headaches, confusion, uh, nausea, goes away again like I talked about and then comes back. So this is not a simple head injury. This is not bumping your head on the cabinet when you walk by something in a kitchen. This is usually falling, often car accidents, and sometimes assaults to the head. Those are typically the reasons somebody has something like this. All right, Dr. Torres, thank you so much for your expertise. Appreciate it. All right, it is coming up on 747. Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? All right, well, we got a couple of clippers coming across, bringing a little snow. There's one up in Canada right now, other one making its way through the Great Lakes, bringing some light snow from Cadillac, all the way to Buffalo, Messina, New York. Today, it'll be scattered snow showers for New England. Then this second system comes in. We've got advisories from North Dakota on into Michigan. The front tomorrow crosses across the Great Lakes, bringing snow and rain. A blast of cold air following behind this. We're talking about the heaviest amounts being in the UP of Michigan, parts of northern Minnesota, and parts of northern uh, Michigan as well. We're talking about six to eight inches of snow. Also, the Tug Hill Plateau could see a little light snow. Mild in the Rockies today. That snow developing in the Clippers, lots of sun through the Gulf, right on into the mid-Atlantic states here in the Northeast, and those record highs out west. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Still ahead, we love their colorful commentary, and we love their outfits. <laughs> Tara Lipinski, Johnny Weir, we are so looking forward to getting their take on that incredible gold medal finish for Nathan Chen, the drama <laughs> surrounding the figure skating. There's some happy campers right there. But first, these messages. We're back with Carson, a very special guest about to join us. That's right. Look who's back from Beijing with silver medal in hand, USA's Jalen Koff. Go, Jalen! Wild ride. We'll chat with Jalen. But first, this is Today on NBC.